I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And it is a treat. And it's on purpose. It's a purposeful treat. Today we have with us Howard Sambol. Howard, how are you? I am great. Excited to be here. It is such a pleasure to have you here. For those shooting into Howard for the first time, he's the author of Crafty Genius Life. He's put together the Life Crafting Program. His whole thing quite some time now has been to help people clarify their life purpose, find their unique genius and combine them so they can actually live a really prosperous, profitable life um, from living in alignment. He combines some really interesting things in this space. One of them is actually astrology, which I can't wait to tuck into there and sort of see how that all weaves in together. But Howard, when was the first moment in your um, on your journey that you started to realize that actually helping people with purpose is my purpose because just before I let you answer that question, I, I found it quite, um, slippery is probably the right <laughs> word. Um, because that's also the same prayer that I'm carrying, right? It's helping people find their purpose as the purpose coach is my purpose. And it's like, yeah, but that means you're only fulfilling your purpose. If other people are fulfilling theirs, it's yeah. contingent to that. It's a bit slippery. It doesn't feel very robust. And, you know, so it took me a while to sort of go, I'm okay with that. What was your process and journey with coming well, to recognizing the, yourself as yeah yeah one of one of the really early experiences that i had which is uh, which is a bit humorous is that i went to some parties uh back in the 1970s and um i would meet people at these parties um typically women and they would say you know you know they might have been in their 30s or whatever age they were but they would say uh that they hadn't figured out what they want to be when they grow up hmm. uh, and so that was uh, the opening. That was sort of the beginning. And I, yeah. back then, was just completely innocent. And though I had not done any work on anything, I was I was operating completely from instinct. I didn't have any formal trainings. Anyway, long story short, I just started asking them questions purely out of curiosity, nothing mm. more than plain curiosity to understand what their reality was. And then 30 minutes later, uh, all the color in their face changed. <laughs> you know, all they came alive. There was energy. There was aliveness. There was all this stuff, 
and they were just baffled. They were baffled. They were like, they said, Howard, how did you do that? What did you, what made you ask me that? What made you say that? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I just, I was just curious. Okay. And then another instance similar to that happened at another event later on. And then, and then subsequently a third event, similar event. And by the time it happened the third time, I said, holy cow, we better, I better pause this. And I really better take a look at what is going on here. Cause there's something that is sort of unseen that is very significant going back. So what I did at that point is I did what a lot of people call reverse engineering. Mm. Go backwards from what the result was to how did that happen? What made that happen? And I discovered that I had an, at an instinctual level inside of me, this instinctual knowing of how to navigate or guide people through the, the journey of, of personal discovery, a personal awakening discovery and clarity that was instinctual in me. So when I reverse engineered it and I started to say, what am I really doing that's making this happen? That's how life crafting was born. It was born out of this very organic thing of just living it, just living it. And then, of course, as the years went by from there, you know, more methods uh, developed, more technology, more methods, more sophistication, you know, more work in consciousness or growth. And given that I was already, you know, well, well, let's see, I'm trying to remember, no, I was actually in that time period early on in my astrological, in my astrological uh, journey also. So they were sort of running in parallel. You could say they were sort of running in parallel with each other. Mm. Anyway. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so let's, you touched on um, so many points in there to, to, to touch on <laughs> curiosity, the power of questions. But one of the points where you left off was, um, yeah, you just touched lightly on where you were at in your astrological journey. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's it's intriguing to sort of think about, you know, when you start talking about astrology and combining that with purpose, um, I can see it could be potentially a little bit polarizing, right? Because some people, it, it, it invites in the question of destiny. And destiny is one yeah, of those things yeah. where some people are in on and some people are completely out on, you know, it's like, exactly. because at the, at the, at the back end of destiny, there's like destiny is the front end and the back end, it's like free will, <laughs> you know? Well, you know it, yeah. It's an interesting point you mentioned because I was a keynote speaker uh, way, way, way back. I remember the year I was a keynote speaker at an astrological conference. And I spoke to, and I was on the subject of career choice and development in astrological practice. And I actually told a group of 30 astrologers not to tell people what career to pursue from their birth chart. In other words, I told them the complete antithesis of what they already believed that their they job was to do. <laughs> Rather than a tool of discovery and inquiry, which is really what its optimum role is, to, 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 to plant seeds and to explore and discover and facilitate awareness uh, astrologers by their very nature, their, their orientation is to tell rather than ask. So basically, oh, you have certain thing in Pisces and you have this Jupiter over here and you have Saturn over there. Uh, and this is as this aspect between these planets is this. So that means that you must this or you must that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Utter nonsense, utter complete nonsense. <laughs> All right. So these are things that are worth discovery and exploring and, and seeing what are these elements and how do you experience them in your life? Not like I'm seeing on paper, looking at the planets, but how is it showing up for you? How is it showing up for you? And what is the messages and what is the guidance and what's coming through? Of course, I can say certain patterns tend to point in certain directions astrologically, of course, but, but that doesn't define a conclusion that doesn't, you know, lead to any sort of conclusion about 
the decisions, the key important decisions. They're, it's more the, like I said, the seeds, the seeds and the inquiry and opening the doorway to look in certain directions and to make discoveries about what's real and what's true inside of me emotionally, mm. emotionally and spiritually and use it, you know, as a, as, like as a sounding board, as an inquiry type of sounding board. So astrology is a very, very powerful tool for life purpose, but not so much in the telling as much in the as in the asking. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love that. And it's, um, yeah, it harkens back to, uh, yeah, it's, it's so interesting even just having this conversation with you at this particular moment in time for me, because yeah. uh, recently I um. I became certified in this thing called the Gene Keys, which is actually based quite heavily on astrology, yeah, and it's been a really, yeah, and it's and it's been really fascinating because I never for once thought I was going to be certified in something that was <laughs> connected to astrology of all things. Right. Like I yeah. am Indian, so my roots are very connected to astrology and that sort of stuff. But I just never, for the life of me, thought on this path that that would be there. But one of the invitations, and this is one of the things that I love the most about this approach that you've described to astrology it it's it seems um it seems congruent with kind of the gene keys approach was um yeah rather than rather than telling and prescribing like this is what's it's it's an opportunity for you to reflect upon yourself and which part of what this your constellations are telling you feels right to you and how does it feel right to you because you know it may you know organization may mean something to one person but a whole nother thing to another person and you know it's like allowing the inquiry like you've described to sort of unpack and dance into your life yeah there's a there's a lot of um manifestations or expressions of of astrological archetypes what what you see in a birth chart are archetypal energies and you're mm. seeing a mix of those energies. You're seeing a blend or a mix of those energies, right? But in terms of actual form, like as a form of a career or business path, or a role in the world that you're going to to play, uh, then that, there's many different variations. Just like in nature, we have flowers and so many variations, you know, in any particular species, of flowers there are so many different variations and versions nature is just so abundant and so diverse in the way it expresses itself and i'll just to share another little story back in the, the days when i was living living in, in new york and i had a real strong intuitive hit plus astrology sense of what would be an ideal career path for someone but when i told them what i saw and i was pretty confident that I was right on right on the mark mm. when I told them I got a very sort of humdrum you know uh, ambivalent or you know just okay you know like no reaction mm. so I said well wait a minute there's something off here so then I started to put the to put my insights in a sealed envelope <laughs> and, not, and not tell anybody but let them go through their own discovery process invariably what happened was when they made the discovery it was meaningful it was mm, meaningful. they owned it better it was yeah. real because it grabbed them from inside it mm. came them from their center from their center of their being mm -hmm. so that validated for me that it was this the discovery that mattered not the actual information itself mm -hmm. how would let's go there let's ask the hard question so there is potentially you know if we're unpacking astrology and it is a process of just purely inquiry and we're talking about purpose yeah. how much space do we have in the choice of purpose like do we get to choose our purpose in life i know a lot of people you, tuning you into it and you get to choose everything everything there is hmm. absolutely no uh no limitation imposed upon you from your birth chart I mean, I would say, to be silly about it, if you're five foot six inches tall, you're not going to play basketball in the NBA. So there are realities in life where there are real limitations mm -hmm. based on physical reality. Mm -hmm. But in, as far as a natal birth chart is concerned, 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can be whatever you want to be as long as it's authentic and it's mm. real and it's true for you, then I encourage it. Sometimes, though, what people say they want is rather a surface layer mm-hmm. of the truth. And you have to peel the onion down quite a bit in order to get a deeper truth. Um, like back in the day, there were people who would just try to, try to challenge me and it was somewhat of a mocking, but it was also s- sort of, and they would say, I want to be a rock star, you know, help me be a rock star, you know? And they would think that that would stump me or that would make it hard for me. But in reality, all I did was take Rockstar and, like you say, unpack it. Just, just break it down and just, what does that mean to you? And why does, what is appealing to that? And why do you want that? And what will that give you when you have it? Mm. And, you know, and just, and once you start to peel it down, you discover, oh my God, it's like a completely different animal that is no, no similarity to where you began. Mm, mm. And I think a lot of that, um, yeah, I, I, I love what you're sharing because I sort of describe it um, based on the work that I did with Eckhart Tolle. I, I look at it as the way he described it is like we've got our inner purpose and our outer purpose. There's the purpose of life itself and then there's our inner purpose is kind of what he, like, you know, each individual that is playing its role. Um, and when the two kind of line up, there's a lack of friction and we actually experience like a lot of, you know, okay, alignment to purpose. And the the fascinating thing I find in that is just the, like you described, the layers that get put on such yeah. that we sort of, you know, we we can't even, and I, I personally feel we do have an innate sense of purpose, but our education models potentially don't foster um, that. Um, and, but it's, it's an interesting thing to just blame it all on modern Western education, I don't think is also fair. I think, you know, just the way society is constructed is inviting us to be successful. And for those that are tuning into just audio, I've got the, the air quotes going with my hands. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, to be successful, but it doesn't encourage you to define your own mode of success from a really authentic place, which is what you described. That authenticity is really powerful in your experience. How do you encourage people to come back to that authentic part of themselves? How do, how do we sift through the layers? Well, it's a combination of, of, of intertwining uh, tools and tools and systems and methods that all work very synergistically together. Mm. So it might start out very innocently mm. with just simple questions like, what do you truly love? What if, what if we put aside all your formal trainings, academic, this, that, and the other, and you know what's on your resume and all this stuff? What is it that you truly love uh, and if you had unlimited time and unlimited resources where you would want to spend your time. And that's only, of course, the very initial question that, you know, we pose to people. So then people will give an answer, but that answer, again, is only one little sort of stage, one little yeah. interim step, and then we go deeper and deeper and deeper. And we use a mapping technique with software, sort of like a mind mapping sort of method where yeah. you can go down to the finer and finer levels you can get very general then you can work your way down to the deeper truths now what what really distinguishes life crafting from a lot of other approaches to life purpose is that we work with the emotional layer in a very very big way and we work with beliefs with beliefs and and patterns in a very very big way 
So as you go down, you'll typically, for example, you'll head up against people believing, well, I would, I want to be this, or I'd love to be that, but I know I can't because of, and they'll have a reason or an explanation for it when in fact it's just a belief that somewhere they recorded. So we teach them a very profound method for shifting limiting beliefs at the subconscious level. We get them to be skilled and masterful with that. And then we continue the inner, the inner uh, uh, dive, the deep dive as we call it, to the deepest truth within them. And again, it's clearing beliefs and going deeper, clearing beliefs, going deeper. And then, what are you feeling? What is the feeling state? Once a person gets pretty close or hits on that that divine creative essence within them, once they get started in that territory, or they're deeply moved. They're they're deeply moved emotionally. They're they're like their whole life is shifted because now it's like God has spoken to them from within. And, and given them a sense of why they're, you know, why they're truly here. And from that point on, it becomes a, a key vector, the key vector in their life. Uh, almost the same as like when people have NDEs, you've heard stories about NDEs. Near-death experiences, about, yeah. And then their whole life takes on a different direction because now they know the divine, their divine nature and their divine purpose that is now guiding them. So it's similar to that in a way, there is a, a new compass heading. Their, their sense of purpose is now a directional vector that's guiding them. And then they are now, of course, going to attract the people, the situations that they need to fulfill that. But they're always fine-tuning and seeing, like, what is on my purpose line and what is not. What is optimum, what is not. And they learn how to make this finer, the finer discernments you know, as they move forward along the way. What do you do in the instance where people initially, um, at the, thank you so much for sharing that, by the way, I love the because the, I love the irrefutable emotional state that then comes yeah. with the transformation that it's like, yeah. that's your authentic self. So thank you so much. Yeah. For that. But what do you do to those people that start out and they go, I don't even know what I love, you know, like, I don't even. Oh, I love, I love those people. Those yeah, are my favorites. Yeah, those yeah. are my favorites, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, we're, we live in a world in, where, in which people, uh, many, many millions of people have shut down, that have shut down their emotional body, their emotional layer. They've gone into what you might call denial, complete denial of being an emotional being. Mm. Mm. Of course, they could be a Gemini, for example, and they might actually have a fundamental orientation to everything in life is nothing but thoughts, ideas, and intellect. And they're not even connected to, they're not even connected to their feelings. And, and we, in some cases with very strong air sign, like Gemini, people can often be terrified, literally terrified of their, of their feelings, not only suppress and denial, but terrified. And, in, and a lot of research has been done with, with clinical depression only to find that it's basically is nothing more than a shutting down of the emotional body because there's so much pain or whatever that has not been experienced that your whole emotional body just goes, I give up, I give mm -hmm. up, and then you're dead inside. And then you take drugs, which of course makes it worse, and then whatever, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, with people like that, we have to educate them that they are an emotional being. And that is a that's a whole distinct process unto itself. Mm. We're learning how which we use mindfulness practices to help them let go of the story. And there's all the stories that they've made up in their mind about, about their human experience and mm. have them drop down into their body and to start to actually feel what is present there. Mm -hmm. And then, it's, and then of course, notice, allow, we use these words, notice, allow, notice, allow, notice, allow, instead mm -hmm. of judgments and stories and whatever, all the other things that tend to go on. Mm. 
I love that. That's um that was actually going to be the 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 question <laughs> you took it from my mouth, um which is yeah how to leverage the mindfulness conversation to then allow us to actually go deeper and deeper. And I love what you described. There is notice that it's a story. Allow notice. Allow notice. Allow notice. Allow and allowing the the layers to come out. And one of the one of the tools that I often use with uh with my clients is. You know when you when you're allowing things to sort of move out it's don't get like sometimes it's it's pretty sometimes it's dark some of the stuff that's coming out you know yeah. and it's like don't judge it like be grateful for it on its because it's on its way out it's just that's on its way out it's Absolutely. just on its way out you know you're finally giving it space to sort of defrag in your brain and yeah so it takes courage it takes real courage and um to uh to do the deep dive but uh, i always say to people imagine you know of a bubble of unconditional love and compassion, you know, wrapping around you, uh, at, you know, and you're, you're always, it's always present around you. Mm. And then we also work with the witness observer, you know, the witness and the observer that can be dispassionate and compassionate at the same time and just seeing all that is, but not getting caught up, not getting caught up in it. I love that. How would, let's, you touched on a word there, courage. Why does it take so much courage to connect to our purpose? I know in my own story, it was true. Watching people transform, it takes them courage. It takes them a stepping out of, yeah, there's their safe place to step into their purpose. When purpose is innately programmed into most people in, in my humble perspective and you know maybe you can counter that if it doesn't resonate with you but you know what um why does it take so much courage to step out onto the path of your purpose i think it has to do with several things um on one level we we sometimes just call it resistance but it's it's the resistance to the truth because the truth is scary is scary to us. In other words, like you might grow up in an environment where you get a lot of messages that, you know, the, the truth will set you free, no matter what the truth is, no matter how it feels, the truth will always set you free. And you always want to have that as your highest value. That's, of course, a very empowering environment, of course, but then you might be in an environment, a different environment, where which is much more fear based. And so you get people who literally push the truth away, which is the most terrifying thing imaginable. So you get this tug of war between the desire for the truth, which is inevitable in its human nature, and then the, the, the fear of the truth simultaneously, which becomes a raging, a huge raging inner conflict that you, know, that you can see. So in those cases, um, there's a lot of inner work to be done in, in clearing out a lot of those, you know, ingrained patterns. And just a, and what I like to do with people is just get them into an, a vibration of play, of fun and play and connect it to their inner child so mm. they can laugh and be joyful, which, as you know, is the most beautiful healing, the ultimate healing force in the universe, right? Hmm. and get them to really be in their child and play. Another really big word we use a great deal was permission. You know, what hmm. do you have permission for? Do you have permission to know the truth? Do you have permission to feel the truth? Do you have permission to speak the truth? Hmm. Do you have permission to celebrate the truth? And typically not. Or it may gets more exact when, as you go down there may be only a little bit of permission and then a little bit more and a little bit more. Okay. So all these stages are in effect, the journey to the center of your being, the journey to the divine, the journey to your creativity, the journey to who you really are. And as we said before, in an authentic sense, uh, and everyone, it's going to be different for every person. Every person has got their own, unique thing. And now, of course, I cheat. I look at people's birth charts. And I also look at the transits. Are you familiar with transits? Uh, no, tell us more. The, the planets are all moving all the time. And they mm. move at different, they move at different speeds. And mm. everyone is in cycles, multiple cycles 
of, of evolution at all times, okay? Mm. When you when I look at a birth chart um, and I look ahead, say a year ahead, and I have all the, the software can print out all these very elaborate things and wheels and stuff, I can see what planets are going to be in what places at what time. Mm. So it becomes like a time map stretched out over a year or two. And I can actually see, okay, July, August, you know, this and this and this, or this time period is going to be. And, and what these transits are basically, they're like your higher self inviting you mm. to, um, to grow in a particular direction or to step into a new reality or a new possibility or whatever that may be. And all challenges are opportunities in disguise, which is typically revealed astrology better than anything else I know, knows hmm. the relationship between challenge and opportunity, because it reveals one leads to the other one, okay? Hmm. So having this time map, I'm able to guide people in terms of a block of time, how to take advantage of each time period in an optimum way, hmm. use the optimum tools relevant to that to that situation, to those challenges, in the you know best way that they can. So there's another way astrology overlays, overlays on top of all the other tools we have. Mm, I love that. One of the things you spoke to there is the uniqueness of everybody's path. Um, you know, there's a yeah. When that actually had me, I don't want to say stumped, but. Um, in terms of yeah the inspired evolution and working on our offerings for the world you know like one of the things we we worked on is the live your purpose program it's a nine-week program which helps people you know find and then act on their purpose um i love the program <laughs> touch wood just because it's 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 been a culmination of life's work to put it into that but it, it was such a journey even just getting to that you know and i know you've got your um life crafting program when you know that it was so easy for me to sort of retreat into not having to create something because for, for everybody because it was like but the purpose is unique to the individual every time so surely they've got to interface with me one-on-one -on -one and we've got to go there and do the work you know but it was after a while i started recognizing actually there are some key elements that are universal towards people walking on this path that are instrumentally helpful um tell us a little bit about life crafting program and uh and yeah like how does that sort of navigate purpose uniquely for each individual well i, I you know one of the things that we we that's very very important at the beginning mm. is to see the to see to have a, a kind of a road map or to have a kind of a um you know, an overview from an, mm. you know, from an, a top-down aerial view to see the whole journey. So, if somebody is start starting out their, their their journey, say from a corporate job, where they're bored to tears, or they've just hit the brick wall and they're at the end, and they know they have to change their life, and they know they have to reinvent themselves in a whole new way, but mm. they don't know where to start, and they've got the mortgage payments, and they've got they can't, you know give away the sal the high salary they're earning and they're at wit's end they're just at mm. wit's end they don't know stuck. where to, yeah. what to do every way they go it seems like they're stuck right so we give them something called a roadmap it's called the life fulfillment roadmap and i, I gave you a uh, a link like a tracking link where people can get that for free it's this mm. amazing uh uh, ebook, like 40, 50 page ebook. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. It breaks, yeah. down, it breaks it all down and lets them see the whole picture and lets them see that it is actually all doable if you if you break things down into small bite-sized pieces. And, you know, no matter how uh, uh, unattainable uh, a goal may seem, but as you know, if you break it down into small bite-sized pieces, it becomes eminently doable. Now, of course, if you have a support system and good coaching along the way, each step of the way, then once again, each step becomes, you know, more enjoyable, easier, more doable, and the milestones are not, are not that difficult. So anyway, we, we get people started on that. And then, and the, um, and there's both external strategic, professional business oriented, kind of tools, cash flow, 
so and so and so forth, and then all the inner all the inner work. Okay, so let's take an example for you know a lot of people need mm. cash flow because maybe they're no longer pulling in the big salary or they're no longer they need some interim thing to help them pay the bills and get you know out of survival energy or anxiety with money for example okay mm -hmm. we have a whole entire system it's a little like a program within a program that teaches them how to do that without ever writing a resume or going on a job interview <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which which i'm very proud of that fact <laughs> tap into something called the uh the free agent economy mm -hmm. which has been existing for decades massive massive you know world out there of people everywhere connecting with people everywhere for all kinds of freelance projects and this that and the other thing for making money service exchange and yet there are all these corporate people sitting out there with their masters in in, in information technology etc completely utterly oblivious to you know utterly oblivious to the world of just people connecting to people to fulfill a need and make money and get paid so you have the 17 year old kid in boston who finds a company in chicago and they cut a deal and they make it happen or a housewife in london that meets somebody in Texas and they, they work something out and all of a sudden this woman is doing work for the Texas company and making money and she may not have any degrees or but she knows how to solve a certain kind of problem. Mm. Okay? Mm. Uh, or maybe you've heard the stories about how corporations will lay off somebody uh, and then hire them back again as a consultant to pay them more money than when they left. Okay, so all these things are examples. Okay, so the bottom line is we get people into this mindset and this new, uh, which is sort of an interim entrepreneurial mindset, mm -hmm. and then we move them into the the functional aspects of how to how to navigate and how to function and how to make money. Of course, once that happens, that people relax. They just okay, you know, they relax because. And they see all their skills and experience now are being put to use, but on their terms, mm -hmm. you're not like a, you know, like a wage slave, but, but mm -hmm. as somebody who can actually call the shots and define their reality. Okay. So that's one piece. Then of course, inner mastery with emotions and beliefs is critical. And then following that, the clarification of life purpose and then and genius. And then finally, the last piece, is launching the ideal business where you make money doing what you love that's based on that purpose. Mm. And while it might seem very complicated to do all this, uh, but again, when you look through a lens, you at the where it's visible and, and you know doable, right? Then mm. it's right. So anyway, I'm happy to share any part of this. So yeah. Your so your audience has all the parts. That we don't, <laughs> you don't have to leave anything out, and we give away. You know the holy yeah. grail and they can have it all <laughs> i love that thank you so much the the intriguing part for me which is you know oftentimes i find this with yeah everybody that i'm coaching onto their path as well is most of the time people end up becoming their own bosses <laughs> when you start to unpack them into the journey of, of purpose um which you know some part of me checks myself and recognizes that you can totally be on purpose and as you put it be a wage slave uh, uh, a wage slave you know there's there is definitely space for you know you to unpack your purpose within a, an organization and that could very much be your calling you know and um, there's no yeah, denying that statistically not very common <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah can we can we unpack that fact for a second yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, the the freedom that's required to be on purpose <laughs> like even this you know coaching having conversations doing podcasts well, you know, on let, topics let, that let i me, love yeah let me yeah, let me share this with you like think, yeah uh just in terms of, of compatible or, or incompatible energies hmm. you take an organization whose fundamental whose fundamental uh, values and orientation is to exploit people in every way they can mm. not to disempower them in every way they can and so then how do you take that value system and say okay 
I'm going to be able to go there and do this and then and whatever, you know, fulfill my purpose in that environment. There's, hmm. there's a fundamental mismatch of energies. There's a fundamental misalignment. Now, do, do I, am, I, am I claiming that there are no corporations that are enlightened that will allow? No, there are probably some out there that are very enlightened and they want to uh, empower people to be who they, you know, all they can be and, and contribute their greatest gifts because they know that's going to benefit the organization. But we have to be honest, it's few and far between that mm. we'll ever get there. In the future, it may become the norm even. That yeah. may become the norm, but not not right at this point. So you know, people create their own life, their own reality, their own bubble, their own financial reality. So all these things are consistent with their values mm. and the opportunities are consistent with their values. Now, you you know about my work in cryptocurrency, right? I don't mm. know. Yeah, you've uh, if, come across people, it. Yeah, people can pursue a path with crypto, which generates a pretty good level of financial freedom in say one to two years, mm. then needless to say, that makes this whole other rest of the thing that we're talking about, you know, just infinitely more, infinitely more doable, doable, mm. and doable because you take all that those challenges and pressure away and now it's just play because you're moving up the Maslow hierarchy like really fast and mm -hmm. so now all there is is just fulfill why you're here you know be actualized and fulfill why you're here there's no nothing to impede you nothing to hold you back just have fun do you think there is a natural evolution like to the greater scheme of things um to life itself that is calling us into greater levels of self-actualization and more alignment to our purpose. Uh, Absolutely. Like I think that we live in a world where up for over many, many centuries, survival energy and fear have dominated the consciousness of the planet in a, in a major way. Hmm. Now that we're going through this awakening, this phase of awakening globally, uh, where a lot of the dark, where a lot of the dark energies are, you know, being removed, I think that the natural consequence of that is going to be this continued evolution, this lightening up, this recognition that the universe is truly abundant, uh, you know, that we don't have to struggle, life doesn't have to be a struggle, and all these societal beliefs that have been programmed and indoctrinated into for so long can start to gradually fall by the wayside and we can start to re replace them with a, a you know a whole other vibration a whole other level a whole other consciousness now it might take 5 10 20 years for that or longer for that to happen but it seems that that seems to be the direction we're headed in mm. and so i'm just going to go there and ask you the question so i love that and do you think that's where certain tools are emerging such as cryptocurrency certain things in the manifest world like some of these 3d things are emerging to enable greater levels of freedom and freedom of expression and tell us a little bit about um, oh, your perspective absolutely. on cryptocurrency absolutely let me let me go back to astrology for a moment to, to mm. use a reference point the united states birth chart uh <laughs> i love uh, that the united states, states sorry chart, 2 15 yeah. a.m July 4th, 1776, uh, we are right now in what is called the Pluto return. The Pluto return means that we are right now, literally was last month in February, actually, the planet Pluto returned to the exact position that it was in when the, the Declaration of Independence was signed. Okay, but what does that mean? Well, it means that it's a death and rebirth cycle. Pluto is death and rebirth. The phoenix rising from the ashes, the ruling planet of Scorpio. So what that means is that America as we have known it is 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 dying. It is it is literally just, you know, rubble. Disintegrating. And we are sure. now in a, a face with this opportunity to emerge once again, newly again, to rebirth what a what it is america what is america what is its identity mm. who are we as americans etc all these deep 
fundamental deep questions because let's face it for 200 years you know Americans have been disconnected from that vision disconnected from that sense of purpose and identity and so I think the awakening there's different versions of and aspects of which is one part of the awakening is to recognize that truth and freedom and integrity and rule of law and and loving each other and all these these values you know are important enough to be aware of them and committed to them ongoing so thomas jefferson um famous quotation the price of freedom is eternal vigilance and mm. he meant eternal vigilance he was not mm. fooling around he was not exaggerating he was being literally true and what we've had though for 200 years is americans asleep at the wheel <laughs> so he in other words what he suggested or we literally have been you know as as a as a country as a whatever population in my view at the diametrically opposite pole of what he said was needed and i think that this rebirth this death and rebirth is is part of it is to awaken that he meant it and he and it was true and it's real what he said and if we want freedom we're going to have to do that we're going to have to live that and you know you could argue well maybe the consciousness of the planet will will evolve and go up to it to a degree that there won't be all these dark these dark people that want to just try to enslave others well that may happen you know that may happen but for the foreseeable future i still think jefferson i still think jefferson's quote is you know is we need to follow it can we just flick out uh, just flicking out on a tangent onto the quote um yeah. is eternal vigilance it i mean yeah it, how some sorry find your words <laughs> when you start when you're when you're when we're discussing um eternal vigilance it seems counterintuitive to freedom because it's like i have to be uh wary at all times well, i don't i don't think that i don't think it needs to take the form to take the form of suspicion or, mm -hmm. or wariness i yeah. think it's i think it's more of a state more of a state of, of awareness and a state of you know a, an inner state of of uh, awareness and 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 really a commitment uh and maybe it's an, an ability a grown ability to re be relaxed and confident but to recognize how to see when those situations arise and nip them in the bud when they arise and not just assume everything is always okay mm. but i don't mean different vigilance in the sense of worry worry or or suspicion or any of that that energy i don't mean that mm, mm, i love yeah, that, I, that i think that just awareness so that we're not asleep when mm. things arise and that when there's uh forces in our world that deceive that deceive or attempt to deceive mm. and there's whatever motivation behind that we're not ignorant of it we're not ignoring it we're not in denial of it we're not just you know oh everything is all like sort of a pollyanna thing everything's mm. all right well my senator or my congressman will take care of it for me mm, mm, it's mm, more mm. like we as individuals um need to be responsible now i do believe that we're going to have systems in place in the future which will very possibly make the whole old, old old idea of representative government you know obsolete obsolete because we will be able to be plugged in as individuals and have our have our our truth you know known mm. and without having to trust somebody you know we elect and that they're going to represent us accurately mm. you know, that kind of thing. that's I an inspired that evolution in itself yeah I believe that's that's we're, on, we're on our way to having that that's incredible 
I uh, yeah, I'm so glad touch what I asked the question because it um yeah, what I what reverberated back. Um, thank you so much for you sharing and unpacking of that is yeah, freedom is presence, like having presence to yes. be present. Yeah. And then from there flies freedom. And that really opens up so much within me, Touchwood. So thank you for sharing that. I really, really oh, appreciate you're that. You're I mean, yeah. The thing about and using the Taoist kind of thing, mm. the light and the dark are, are a dance. The light mm-hmm. and the dark are a dance with each other. And we all have the dark. Using the Jungian reference of, you know, like befriending, befriending your shadow mm. and not being afraid of the shadow, but embracing it. And that dark energy is can be incredibly creative and incredibly powerful when harnessed, when harnessed to the greatest good, when focused mm-hmm. to the greatest good. There was a Star Trek episode way, way back in the first, very first uh, uh, version of Star Trek. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you may remember when when Kirk was due, due to a tra- transporter accident, he was separated into the two parts of himself, the, oh, no. the light and the dark. And everyone, of course, immediately jumped to the conclusion, well, the light is the good and the dark is the bad. Mm. Because the light was so gentle and soft and kind and the dark was fierce, was fierce. You know? But what the moral of the episode, at the very end of the episode, it became clear that that his power as a leader came from the dark, the dark fuel his power mm. as a leader so we want to always you know embrace the dark and see what it's telling us what it's giving us not be afraid of it you know mm. or your dreams or whatever it is inside us and that's what Jung I think that's what Jung was essentially <clears throat> the collective unconscious and all the things that mm. Carl Jung did were were along those lines it was just a bit early and <laughs> it was a bit early in the evolutionary cycle for mm. us to be able to embrace it yeah but i think it was such a perfect time in terms of we got to stand on yeah. the shoulders of that giant <laughs> now i have yeah. these amazing conversations yeah. and we're right yeah, for, exactly. yeah, exactly. yeah 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 so yeah. bless him and one of the things i think yeah bringing the conversation neatly diving grounding back into con- the conversation on purpose is with shadow and light is yeah the the space and you mentioned this briefly but it's a big piece around challenge and opportunity one of the transformative um, processes i take people through is unpacking their story and we literally go back through your life year by year by year by year by year and look at your wins and look at your losses and look at your wins and it can be tedious for a lot of people but once you start getting a bit of momentum you actually get really curious about where did i win where did i lose where did i win where did i lose and it's just events right What, what were the big events in your life and then you start recognizing that there are certain patterns certain challenges that keep showing up potentially that is connected to my shadow or you know there are certain winds that keep rocking up and potentially that is connected to your light and it's remarkable you know because if I can just share like one of the biggest things that brought me home to becoming a purpose coach was you know seven and you can argue potentially the education that went into behind it was seven to potentially 20 years of career misalignment. Yeah. It's like having so much being so misaligned in my career was like, well, like this really doesn't speak to who I am. And the friction that it created was such a palpable challenge. Like those that are tuning into the podcast know it. So, you know, from oh, there, no, that no, gave no. me the space to transform into, um, you know, facilitating, you know, recognizing purpose as a thing and facilitating that for others. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, um, no, it's okay. yeah. yeah, I think that this is the dominant societal indoctrination uh, over the 15, 20 years you mentioned mm-hmm. is that all answers to all questions lie outside of you, <laughs> which is the biggest lie, the biggest fundamental lie. But, and a person could be told that, and they could shake their head and say, yeah, but it would be meaningless because without the skills, the skills to do the inner work, to shift the, those core those core beliefs, uh, and not, none, none of that changes. And so this is a, it gets to the heart of the matter of how challenges are re- recognized as opportunities. They're mm. recognized as such when inner work is on the table and it's an option it's a place where you can go that's where 
the opportunity is revealed. It uh -huh. isn't revealed. You know, I always say this, this is my core principle. Nobody is broken and nobody needs to be fixed. Mm. But but people need skills that they're not taught. Skills not not carpentry or plumbing, you know, or computer programming, but skills of personal mastery. Mm -hmm. Skills of communication mastery and personal mastery and skills associated with self-love. Now you might say, well, is that really a skill to love yourself? Yeah, it's a skill. Mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. just a thing you do in mm -hmm. this silly, amorphous kind of thing. It's a skill. <laughs> it takes practice. It takes mastery to master your emotions, mm. to be in that place of cultivating unconditional love, to develop the mindfulness we spoke about earlier, that when you drift away, to bring yourself back again. So. My all of life crafting is really uh, is really a set of skills, because not only are you clarifying your life purpose, but more importantly, you're learning the skills for how to clarify your life purpose, which is a meta level learning. There's a meta mm. level to that. <laughs> so if I can impart the meta level to somebody, they're done. They're they're self-sufficient. They have everything. They don't need me anymore, which is the goal, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Ah, <laughs> oh, there is a question that has emerged for me, which is really yummy for me to ask, which is the role of self-love in living a life of purpose um i can feel it in my system in my cells in my body how important it is to yeah love yourself to be able to give yourself all the permission pieces the permission that you mentioned before yeah, um yeah. tell us a little bit more about that please because it's very right for the people well, you know, in this conversation one of the the sayings we use is you know living a fulfilled life mm. and so if we if we say okay well what does that mean in my view, um, and I don't think people want success. I think they ultimately want fulfillment, but they don't. But they don't wind up thinking about what that means. So to mm. me, what it means uh, is, you know, feeling safe and secure in your being, uh, and having your needs, your fundamental needs met, which is kind of the Maslow, the base of the Maslow uh, hierarchy, mm. and then knowing why you came to this planet, why you're here, um, and living in alignment with that, with that deepest truth, mm. and knowing what your genius is, because when you are connected to your genius, then you become unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious mind does not want you to know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you will change. And what is your subconscious mind that wants you to keep you safe? So to your subconscious mind, all change is dangerous and unwise. <laughs> it's always that way, right? So, but then when you make that impact in the world that your unique genius is capable of making and you experience the relationships, the magical relationships through that certain, you know, service, you know, to humanity, that's the that's the treasure that's the greatest the greatest treasure and for me and for me personally over the last two years i got to this point because of my cryptocurrency uh success when i would just the money aspect didn't matter none of that mattered anymore and where my attention shifted was completely to every relationship of every person that comes in my life and just reveling and enjoying and appreciating all the dimensions of each relationship and just feeling the treasure feeling the treasure of that, mm. that, that yeah so that's kind of that. my own my own process of where where i've come to i love that and ultimately i love what you yeah the ode to what is my greatest service to humanity and the planet yeah thank yeah, you so exactly. much Albert. thank you yeah you're welcome so you know that's the, the simple formula or the simple breakdown of fulfillment mm. and then you know it's a gift it's it's a profound amazing gift um and then when people that's why they, I, they have this name that people call me the life fulfillment catalyst mm. you know for that reason anyway when people show up and 
some people come through podcasts that, you know, I hear all these amazing stories that there were a person with riding in their car and they listen to music and, but on some given day for some strange, crazy reason, they just decided to listen to a podcast mm. and they heard mine and they get, oh my God, this guy is speaking to me personally and what he's saying, you know, anyway, so just marveling at all the ways in which the universe orchestrates, mm. orchestrates the magical connections and magical things that happen and just being in gratitude for that and then allowing each person to progress with what they're ready for and accepting, you know, accepting that, you know, that some people are, you know, re ready for one, one, one little tiny, tiny piece and that's mm -hmm. all they can, all they can handle and that's it for them now and just celebrating that, you know, just celebrating mm -hmm. that and then the uh, other set cases where people can just go to the moon, go to the moon and the stars, you know. Mm. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. There'll be links to the map to fulfillment um, and uh, Howard's Craft to Gen uh, Genius Life uh, book and also the Life Crafting program in the show notes below. Um, so check them out if you're keen. And uh, Howard, before I let you go, my last little question, which we ask everybody that jumps on the show your vision your inspiration for what's evolving here on this time in this planet what does inspired evolution mean for you is it yourself is it humanity is it the collective is it the earth what does inspired evolution mean to you well uh there are different level levels of course to it so the humanity level inspired evolution for me means this this awakening that that a lot of aware people now you know, have become very aware in the last two years that we're going through this age of awakening. And uh, inspired evolution to me means being is over the next several years, being able to see this become widespread and it become more and more and more, you know, available and, and dominant in, in the this, this society and witnessing it and being able to support it and cultivate it. Uh, so that's one area that's one one dimension the other one more that's more personal to me is um my team and my you know my circle and my team growing and evolving to the point where they can just take life crafting and just you know run it run it out there you know and do the thing with it and i can just sort of watch and applaud and cheer them on you know what i mean and and then i'll come in now and then for fun and whatever to, to play just to, to part of the sandbox and play you know but um seeing the dream team basically the dream team that you know that can do it all maybe better than me perhaps <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love that thank you so much howard for sharing yourself so abundantly here today and i know it's, it's very not just fun. today i love your questions <laughs> i love your questions i love the depth the depth to which you which you go and where you're you know very unique i don't, I don't find too many uh <laughs> podcasters that are you know they to that extent as you that's that's wonderful mm, thank you so much that feedback means the world to me it's i this is my purpose so i love doing yeah. it so it means a lot to me to receive that reflection back especially from someone like yourself that is doing so many podcasts and interviews and helping so many people across the world Howard, I wanted to thank you, not just for your time and energy today, but also because it is a lifetime's work that goes into everything you've shared so abundantly with us. So thank you so much. And not just on behalf of myself, but the Inspired Evolution Tribe, the audience, the collective that we are all weaving together. On behalf of all of us, thank you so much and wishing you all the best for the future. Yeah, uh, I'm, it's really my pleasure. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank I you. Immensely. Love to stay in touch with you. It would be great. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations 
and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market